All right, welcome back to the Totally Tangential Podcast, the podcast where we still don't have a tagline and we're still going to refuse to make one. (laughs) My name is Jonathan. And I'm Dylan. And today we'll be talking about all things celebrity crushes, reality dating shows, and a little game mixing the two later on. But before we get to that, I just want to start with asking... How was your week? You know, kind of the whole point of this podcast is just catching up and keeping in touch. So, true, yeah. true. Uh, it's been going pretty good. I will say when you messaged me when I was at work on, uh, I think, Friday or Thursday, whichever it was, and you told me that you had a, a big idea for the podcast, I've, I've been really looking forward to like, ooh, what's he got planned? So I am now interested because just as everyone else heard what the topics are, that's the first time that I've heard. So I'm looking forward to how that's going to go. But, yeah, uh, I wanted to keep you in suspense, but not enough that you could actually think on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But beyond that, uh, the week's been going pretty well all in all. I told you that like uh, a week or two ago, I bought a PS4 because it's like $400 cheaper than a PS5 uh, right now. And uh, I, I've had some stuff that I've been playing a little bit solo here and there. But she really likes shooting games and she's never played Call of Duty before. So I thought like, oh, let's get uh, the remake of Modern Warfare and uh, and see how that goes, see how she likes it. Hopefully it's something that we can play together. And it's been fun, but it's also been kind of funny because she's very competitive and uh, she's also really terrible at it. So <laughs> I uh, like... She'll put the bots on her team, on Hardened, and all of mine are on regular, and we'll do, like, you know, 5v5 team deathmatch, and she'll get, like, 10 kills and 14 deaths, and, you know, is, like, last or second to last on her team of Hardened bots, and my team will be at, like, you know, 14 kills each, and then me up at the top with, like, 42 kills, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, no, honestly, I hate that feeling of being competitive and sucking at something because it eats you up until you just have to get better. We're going to see if she goes all Vegeta on this and actually like overcomes through, you know, sheer determination and then loses anyway, like Vegeta, yeah. or, you know, all that. But nah, that actually reminds me growing up because I used to play a lot of Black Ops with uh, my cousin. Mm-hmm. And what we would often do is, you know, other than just playing online normally, one thing we loved doing was 2v2s on something like Nuketown or whatever with two veteran bots. Oh, okay. And oh my god, like those bots sometimes, it's actually unreasonable the stuff they do. Like no human could do it, absolutely not. So it's just like, honestly, bot matches, they can be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely can be. I mean, compared to like a game with League of Legends where there's so many micromanaging things that you need to do, since it's basically just aim and shoot or, you know, throw a grenade or something, if you just have a bot that's really good at aiming and shooting with reaction time, that's pretty much all you need for a good match. Yeah, honestly, and I don't think that anyone plays Call of Duty, except for maybe like Phase Clan, but I, I don't know. I, I don't watch them. I don't care. I don't know that anyone actually plays Call of Duty with a set strategy. So honestly, just having the boss just run around randomly and taking shots at you seems pretty par for the course. Yeah, yeah. But uh, beyond that, uh, one other thing that I've been uh, thinking about throughout the week, which I, I thought was interesting, I, I wondered what your opinion on it is, because I know that you have always been pretty, like, you like to save your money, for lack yeah. of better words. And uh, something that I've noticed, which I think is funny, is I told you that I bought her, like, the Mario Lego set. 
And uh, that was when I had like $300 to my name and it cost like $240. And I had no issues going down to like 60 uh, to buy that. And there was no occasion or anything. It's just like, oh, I think this is something fun that we could do together. And uh, I had no issue spending that money. But now that I'm making money, you know, there's a sale on Steam, the Steam Summer Sale. <laughs> and there's games that's like, oh, normally it's $60, but instead it's $30. And it's just like, I don't know if I want to buy that. Despite me now, after having worked for like two, three weeks, like $1,000 in the bank account. It's like, why am I fine with spending $250 when I have no money to spend? But when I have $1,000 to spend, $30 is just like, oh, God, should I spend it or not? I totally get what you mean. And I actually even if it is like a logical fallacy of sorts i don't think it's that unreasonable because now that you're working you can actually put a monetary like no you can put a time value on the money like 30 dollars mm-hmm. you'll be like that's two hours of my time like yeah. sure you're probably gonna spend a lot more than two hours on that game but you get what i'm saying yeah no it, it makes sense uh, certain parts of it but I, I do just find it funny regardless oh yeah no for sure but Actually, I wanted to ask, uh, you said you were getting a PS4 again, obviously Call of Duty and whatnot, but yeah. what other games have you been getting or are planning on getting for it? So I also got uh, I, I got Persona 5 Royal Edition because nice. I, I just wanted like a JRPG or something like that that just feels like it would play really well on the PlayStation because certain things, like I played uh, Near Replicant on the PC, but honestly games like that, in my opinion, are just so much more suited towards being console games. So yeah. uh, Persona 5 the same way and apparently Royal Edition is like whenever you look up top 10 games on the PlayStation 4, uh, 4 it, it almost always pops up in the top 10 so I thought like, okay, I saw the anime for Persona 4 and I uh, enjoyed that and I know generally what it's supposed to be about with this. They, it's like Final Fantasy. They're not necessarily connected. It's just a general theme yeah. that goes along with it. But uh, yeah, I played that a little bit, but it's easier to play like an hour of Call of Duty after work with her than it is to sit down and be like, okay, let's only play this JRPG for one hour. Well, that's what kind of made me like stay away from so many games. But then I like think on, I'm like, well, that that thought process has to fall apart at some point because otherwise, when am I literally ever going to play those? Because I'm always going to be working. So, no, I get what you mean. It's just kind of a tough struggle. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, all in all, it's pretty good considering that the. I would feel worse about it if I buy a PS5 for $500 or $600 and barely play it. But when I can buy a PS4 for, you know, $170 and then have some games that I play occasionally with it, for me, that's a lot easier to just justify and rationalize. Yeah, no, for sure. And at least as far as Persona goes, um, I've also heard that it's like pretty unanimously one of the best games of that generation. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe you can actually get Royal on PC unless you can somehow get a ps4 emulator going which i haven't heard of yet but um point being i don't know i even own the game i haven't played it yet but the game looks really good and everyone i know who's played it absolutely loves it and calls it one of their favorite rpgs so yeah i don't know i think you'll probably like it yeah i'll let you know uh, as i get through that but that probably will take quite a bit of time like i said with the time constraints but uh that that aside what about you any uh, notable updates within the, this past week uh, during the week, not really, but, um, you know, just busy with work and taking two accelerated classes going to eat up all my time. Oh yeah. But during last weekend, I did actually, you know, have a bit of fun on Saturday. I caught up with some friends of mine. Um, I'll avoid names for the sake of, you know, an anonymity, uh, whatever. I'm not going to pronounce it. <laughs> 
for the sake of privacy. There we go. Uh, point being, um, but you know, we met up and I haven't seen, I've only seen one of them like twice this whole year. The other one I went to Vegas with not that long ago, but oh, okay. I haven't actually seen or talked with him ever since Vegas. Thank you for something where now I know who they are because otherwise I was really like, which, which couple of friends is this? But uh, I yeah, can't. no worries. I was going to find ways to sneak it in for you. Yeah. Um, but you know, that was good. That was fun getting to catch up with them. And then, uh, following day i went to my cousin's family barbecue um which family barbecues aren't really my thing but actually the only family there was my aunt everyone else was just like uh the wife's side of the family which is not the one i'm related to okay so it was no one i had like any sort of relationship with which honestly i don't know kind of nice it was like just vibing with my cousin eating good food listening to decent music like I had a good enough time. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good for sure. Actually, something that I am curious about, because I think it was this past week, right, that uh, uh, the Juneteenth stuff, uh, is I guess since last year, I was in Korea during that time last year, so I didn't realize, but is now like a, a federal thing. So for me, we didn't get the day off, but we get like double time pay, essentially. So I'm curious for you uh, at your job, did you get the day off? Did you get like bonus pay? What was the case for you? Juneteenth would have been this last... Well, I mean, the actual... Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't... I know I didn't get the day off because I went into work. But as far as getting extra pay, not as far as I'm aware of. But I'll let you know, like, next week when I get my paycheck, if it seems suspiciously large. Okay. But, yeah, no, nah, beyond that, let me think. There was one other thing that was... Oh, yeah, I guess, like, a future plan not really set in stone yet but uh one of my closest friends since you know middle school and then another uh friend that we like i've reconnected with uh we hang out a lot we're planning on going out on june 22nd to go up to irvine for you know just a hangout and uh there's a few interesting feelings there one i always love going back to irvine you know great food a lot of fun stuff to do amazing city in my mind um it's always weird going back considering it's where i went to university which hasn't ended on a great note but hopefully we'll revive on a better one yeah but the real feeling that i'm actually gonna get into is um to make it there on time i'd have to take a half day at work which is nothing amazing at all i might even take the whole day off you know because i've built a good will there in the meantime i hope mm -hmm. but uh, i've never once taken a single day off of any of my jobs ever so it kind of feels weird because it's like huh, like, this feels mildly irresponsible, but this is just something that people normally do. Yeah, no, I actually do feel you on that, because with the jobs that I've had as well, it's been, like, pretty discouraged in a way to take days off, uh, especially with uh, sick days, which I find ironic, because most of the jobs that I had were food-related or you were next to children. So, <laughs> Don't you love that? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll have to let me know how that goes. Something that I was glad with the job that... I have is apparently every quarter you get an extra three days off so you get whatever hours you have but then you get three days tacked onto that so it seems like it's pretty decent as far as racking up days I mean it's clearly not as good as a lot of the like Sweden or uh, whatever it is that have the you know two months of personal time off every year but uh, it's decent enough I guess yeah no for sure just some jobs are so much better when it comes to benefits um my last job before this one they told me I get paid time off. I got four days off for the whole year. 
Oh boy. Which let me tell you, later on we switched to a we were originally four days work week. So when we switched to five day work week, mm-hmm. the benefit did not accrue. Like the hours were still the same, sure, but just like it, it was just kind of frustrating. It was like, wow, no extra benefit tacked on for a changing in work schedule or anything. So that was BS. But at this current job, I've been there two months and six days and I already have four days accrued. Mm-hmm. So it's just like wow, in two months, I've accrued the same amount that I accrued on an entire year at my last job. That is amazing. Yeah, well, you'll have to let me know how it goes when you actually request the time off. It shouldn't be too bad. Like, I don't know. Other people have requested a good amount of days off, so I can get one day off, probably. For sure. But uh, unless you got more to that, I'm excited to get into your juicy surprise topics. Yeah, I don't think that I really want to go into any other stuff because it's all minor, so I'm willing to get into the meat of this episode. Okay, okay. All right, so with that, we're going to start with the very first subject, which was celebrity crushes. So, you know, celebrities, they're just like us, only infinitely more rich, successful, well-known, and also infinitely more desperate to hold on to that fame so that they don't end up like the rest of us. Okay, fair, I guess. Yeah. But with that said, you know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have some kind of celebrity crushes myself growing up. I've actually had probably way too many for someone who doesn't really follow celebrity or celebrity culture all that much. But, you know, they're always in the limelight. You're going to see them and all that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, those tastes kind of change throughout our lives and all that. You know, maybe who we find attractive at one point, we don't find attractive at another, blah, 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 all that stuff. Or maybe the celebrity gets canceled for being a terrible person. You morally no longer like them. Yeah. Um, But with that, you know, I just want to start by asking, did you ever have any celebrity crushes growing up? Uh, Growing up, as in when I was younger, I I think that, like, the first time that I had a real uh, celebrity crush, which, once again, this is something where, like, as they grew older and I grew older, it's something where it's like, oh, God, I don't even want to mention this person. But uh, do you know who Bella Thorne is? I actually do. She was on Shake It Up, right? Yeah, that's where uh, I I got it from. I I would watch Shake It Up, which, I I don't know. I mean, you know, dancing is cool. Plus, they sang a bit in there, even if it was auto-tuned and all that stuff. And it just showed them as, like, kind of hip, cool young girls and all that stuff. So, for me, uh, at at the time, it was just like, okay, there was even some, like, crappy Disney Channel music video that would uh, play during commercial breaks and all that stuff. And that was probably my, like, first real and only childhood, anyway, uh, celebrity crush. You really only had one? Uh, Yeah, for me, pretty much. Like, when I got a bit more older into the high school stuff, I mean, I got into K-pop, and you and I have both talked about, like, various people with that. But as far as uh, when I was younger, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you gotta remember as well. I mean, I guess some people this considers as, like, crushes or whatever. But uh, I I pretty much just watched anime and all that stuff. So (laughs) there might be, like, you know, oh, I loved C2 from Go- Code Geass. You saw that I had a body pillow of, uh, of her that a friend got for me <laughs> and that stuff. But uh, no, as far as like real people, um, yeah, I-, I don't know. Uh, off of like Cartoon Network was mainly cartoons. Disney Channel, there was no one that was super my type. There might be like relatively attractive people, but no one huge. And then Nickelodeon, uh, like Victorious, uh, Victoria Justice was always super attractive, but I, it was never enough for me to say that it was like a full on crush. It was just like this person is very attractive. Dude, you and I are on completely opposite ends of this spectrum. Like, I had celebrity crushes on like 
every Nickelodeon girl. Like, I watched, oh, shoot, what's it called? I watched Zoe 101 growing up, so Jamie Lynn Spears, Aaron Sanders, who was later on Big Time Rush, and uh, Victoria Justice, who was, like you said, later on Victorious. I had crushes on Miranda Cosgrove. Ariana Grande was my biggest to that point, but Liz Gillies was still pretty great. And then I was just, like, other, like, singers, too. Um, it was just, like... If there was a celebrity, I probably had a crush on them. Interesting. Well, I'm curious then of like, what for you is the experience of having a crush like? Because for me, I could look at like Victoria Justice and be like, she's very attractive and maybe occasionally like look up on Google or watch the show, just like pictures of her because I found her attractive. But I would never consider it a crush because there was never like for me, a crush there has to be like some emotional bit to it as well. Just like, you know, a middle school crush or something like that. And for yeah, me, yeah, with it purely being off of uh, like physical attractiveness, uh, uh, it, it was hard for me to ever uh, have, like, more what I would consider a crush. So for you, did you have, like, emotions that came from it, even though you knew that they were, like, playing a, a character? Or, like, I, I don't know. I'm just curious what your experience with it is. I guess maybe crush might be overstating it, because there wasn't any sort of emotional connection. But also, I feel like if you're getting a strong, actual emotional connection just from a celebrity, that's probably not a healthy parasocial relationship but yeah i mean that's fair but uh <laughs> i mean as far as like uh especially bringing up the word parasocial uh you know yeah. I, I watched ludwig for example on uh youtube uh and he um uh, you can still tell the personality enough where even if it's an exaggerated form where there's some kind of emotional connection that's brought up. Obviously, it's not as strong as if you know the person uh, in person. And uh, it's something that from the parasocial standpoint, you definitely shouldn't put too much weight to it by any means. But there's still something that you feel there, which is part of the reason why you're attracted to this person as far as just like yeah. watching their content. Because it's like, oh, I could see myself hanging out with this guy or something like that. So I, I don't know. Was that the case to an extent for you? Or was it just person is attractive? Hmm, me like. <laughs> so very, very, very rarely was there any sort of even mild emotional connection. So yeah, I might have been using the term a little loosely, but I'll put it like this. I would find the person attractive and attractive enough to vaguely keep tabs of them. Like, I don't know, maybe like Ariana Grande is coming out with a new album. Yeah, I generally like her music, but the real reason I give it a listen is because I'm like, oh, you're someone who I had a mild crush on growing up. Or like, uh, I don't know, Victoria Justice, if she's, I'll find out, oh, she's in a Netflix movie. Honestly, she's a bad example because I haven't checked out anything with her since then. But mm -hmm. I don't know, she made a song a couple years ago or maybe a year ago. I checked it out. It was pretty awful. But the only reason I checked it out was because growing up, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a person who was on TV that I thought was attractive. I got to check this out. And then, you know, I, I guess enough mild emotional investment that I will go out of my way to see what they're up to every few years. I guess. Gotcha. OK, that's that's fair enough, I suppose. So, it, it, you know, maybe I was using the term a little lightly, but I'll still say, you know, it applies. But so growing up, you know, you mentioned that it did expand to like K-pop idols and they're kind of like manufactured in a way yeah. to appeal to people. So I don't really blame you for that one, to be entirely honest. Yeah. Something that I will say, which I mean, this may not be one to one what you were hoping for, but I have more like friendship crushes than I do like romantic crushes and, and by that I mean of just like like you brought up big time rush as an example I 
was less like, oh, let's, you know, look up Joe from Big Time Rush because I find her attractive or something. Yeah. I'd be like, let's look up Kendall because I, I think that Kendall's like a super cool dude, the character that he's playing, and he looks like a nice guy and he seems fun and all that stuff. Like, I'd have, I for me, it's more guys where I, me being a completely heterosexual male, there was like no romantic aspect to it. It was just purely of just like, Oh, it, it kind of goes to the parasocial friendship where I would just be like, oh, you know, this person seems so cool. Or, oh, you know, I I would see the, like, extras for uh, BTS, the K-pop group, and be like, oh, they're playing games just like I do. And, oh, this guy seems cool and stuff like that. So, for me, I had more, like, friendship bro crushes than I did have, like, romantic crushes. Well, ironically, it kind of sounds like we're vaguely describing the same thing, only coming from a different emotional state. Mine's, I found insert person attractive. Yours, I found insert person cool or entertaining. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny, because I think we are largely coming from the same place. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's interesting. I, I am curious, then, did you ever have any, like, wow, that guy seems cool. I want to, like, know more about him or anything like that, uh, or not quite as much for you? Let me think. Like, I don't know. I know that you like Drake and Josh and Drake, obviously, before the crazy stuff that happened recently. He, he was uh, he was a popular guy amongst guys and girls, so... Now he's Drake Campana. <laughs> yeah. But not, like, uh, I think a better... I, not traditional celebrities, but I will occasionally go back and check on, like, uh, influencers, to use that word I hate so much. But, um, I don't know, like, I'll go back and check on Smosh every now and then, see how, like anthony and or ian are doing even if anthony's not part of them i'll check on nigahiga even though i know he's like a twitch person now i'll check on insert person i'll ch even check on laser beam even though i haven't watched a video from him in literally years yeah it's just like i don't know what is insert person up to they were someone who i did dedicate a portion of my life to they made some good days better bad days more tolerable so i'll check on them okay like no doubt about it yeah that makes sense so i i don't know it, it's just like I feel like these are like healthy levels of, you know, dedication to have celebrities and celebrity culture, I guess, because some people actually really get into it, like spend like hours over the course of a week, not a day, hopefully, but, you know, just keeping up with celebrity drama. Who's the latest thing? What's the latest dating rumor? Blah, blah, blah. And I just cannot do that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know that I went to uh, KCON, the Korean convention, and it has a concert for quite a few years throughout, like, high school and beginning of college. And I remember that was one thing that I always hated is despite the fact that at the time, K-pop uh, or Kore a lot of different Korean music was the main stuff that I listened to, my reaction whenever I see someone that uh, I, I like or anything like that is never to scream or be like, oh, my God. It's just very like, oh, this is cool. And th that's about as far as it goes. And that something that i hated as far as i guess celebrity crushes go or whether it's crush or not is that it was probably like 90 percent like young girls at those concerts and they would just scream their fucking heads off and for me it detracted from it so much where i just wanted to stop going to the stuff i started going more to uh uh there's korean music fest which was held at like the Hollywood Bowl or something like that, which was more of an all-age thing. You'd have some older people there because it wasn't just K-pop. There was, like, Korean opera and stuff like that. And, I mean, if you're the kind of person who does scream and all that stuff, it's completely fine because if not there, where else are you supposed to be able to do it? But just for me, like, I personally find that that level of dedication for anyone, crush-wise or not, is just, like, way too much for me. Well, yeah, I just don't think, like, either of us could ever get to the mindset of a wanting to do that but 
B, even if we wanted to do that, I don't know that either of us would have the confidence to just do that. Right. Like we'd probably be extremely socially conscious and like nervous trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, we really would be of just like, man, uh, does my voice sound off to everyone? You know, oh, am I doing this right? It's just, uh, it's not the same as certain people who can just do it because it feels natural. I mean, it's the same case with like dancing for us. And both of us, anytime that we've done like yeah. dancing stuff, it's been like, oh, I'm going to put AOA on screen and then, you know, dance to it in a funny way where some people are just like, they hear music and they want to move. And I I hear music and I'm like, this is pleasant. I am fine sitting here and doing nothing else. Yeah, I have never once felt compelled to dance, no matter how like good the music is, how drunk I am or anything. I've never once felt the like impulse. So I I don't get it. Yeah, exactly. But um I, I guess one thing I'll, you know, wrap up this subject with, you know, maybe, you know, something you could relate to. And I'm gonna shift away from growing up and just kind of like you know, growing up celebrity crushes and talking about like shifts and celebrity crushes friends i've had mm-hmm. Cause like it's like this logically makes sense but it's just like the people i've tended to have crushes on have changed with the form of entertainment i subscribe to okay. so like growing up it was a lot of like uh children tv show stars who are older than us to be clear yeah yeah we were children at the time <laughs> yeah we we were children they were teenagers so like this was you know that kind of thing but um you know so that that was what i liked growing up but then, you know, as I reached, like, young adulthood and all that, it would have been, like, a lot of... I, at that point, it would have been a lot of K-pop stars. Like, I would have been, like, finding, like, oh, my God, this person's so attractive. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's because I listened to a lot of K-pop at that point. So, like, I was just constantly surrounded by it. Yeah, Whereas and then point, when you become an adult, it went back to child TV show stars. <laughs> oh, God. And that is the final episode of the Totally Tangential Podcast. Hey, three's a good number. <laughs> Oh, man. But all that aside, but now, like, even now, it's just kind of like, I don't listen to as much K-pop. Like, I'll find, you know, K-pop people attractive, but just, like, not the same anymore. And nowadays, I'm kind of moving on to, like, influencers again. So, like, I find insert YouTuber attractive. And then there's, like, a parasocial relationship there and everything. But just kind of, like, interesting. Because, like, now I couldn't... I don't find many actors or actresses all that attractive in comparison to growing up. I loved actors and actresses, even like Emma Stone, Mila Kunis. People were like significantly older than us. Yeah. Like now I just don't really find many attractive at all. I don't find uh, Haley Steinfeld all that attractive or uh, Zendaya is pretty attractive. So I won't throw lump her into like other like actresses and all that. Like it's just, it's shifted. Like I don't, watch as much of it i just don't find anyone in that medium attractive anymore it's weird uh, i think it makes sense to an extent because uh, something that i've noticed for me and i think we've talked before and i think this at least somewhat applies to you is that finding someone attractive can be heavily or at least mildly influenced by their personality where someone who you know is physically a 10 out of 10 but has a shit personality you their physical attractiveness goes down in my mind where someone who's like eh uh, but you get to know them and you have lots of things in common and all of that stuff their physical attractiveness in your mind also goes up so if you're putting so much more attention on k-pop on influencers and uh, so on i feel like since you just have a more personal connection even if it is parasocial might influence the looks more to it as well so i think that's a fair conclusion to make um and then you know one thing i want to piggyback off that that i find strange maybe you'll relate maybe not Hmm. In addition to personality, one thing I found significant in how much I find celebrities attractive or not is if I find they're talented. 
And like, I'm going to give two specific people as an example of this, and they're both going to be K-pop people. So, I think I uh, remember one of them. So yeah, let's see. Okay. Well, one of them I'll give as, as an example. Uh, th- this is a very recent one. I don't know that I've actually talked to you about this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Itzy, I think we both generally agree that one member was less attractive than the rest. I'm not going to give names on this one. But um, point being, I started like finding out, oh my god, this person is super talented at uh, I'll leave the, what they're talented at. You know, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna not bury any celebrities. I'm K-pop stands after us. But I'm like, this person is extremely talented. And now when I see pictures of them or see whatever, I'm like, they're really attractive. Even though like six months ago, I would have said they're literally not attractive whatsoever. And if I met them in person, I would not like pursue them. And now I'm like, man, if they're in my class, I totally ask them out solely because I found out they're talented. Mm-hmm. It's like weird. Or then another one like more positively, and I will give names here. Wait, no, that's still kind of thing where I don't find... Whatever, point being, yeah, yeah. And then my favorite, like, artist over the past couple years, like, oh my god, I binge her music and never really stopped for, like, three years straight now. Mm -hmm. I genuinely did not find her attractive. Then I, like, found out, oh my god, this person can sing amazingly. And then I actually watched a couple interviews, like, oh my god, this person's actually nice and funny. That that may be the closest I ever got to getting an actual mild emotional attachment to a celebrity. Okay, okay. So, I don't know, it's just strange. Literally, like, personality is one, but also talent is another, and that's very strange to me, actually. Yeah, I do find it interesting, but also something that I find interesting as well, to also partially throw you under the bus, is that uh, (laughs) none of these people are... Which I know that your type has changed, but... uh, Throughout the years, and especially when we were younger and knew each other, your type has been more the scene curls and stuff like that. And was. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if you say so. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it seems like none of those people at the time where you would have considered yourself more into that type anyway match up with that necessarily. So, uh, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense because just because you're attracted to, like, a K-pop star doesn't mean that you're only going to find K-pop stars in real life that you're attracted to. But I do just find yeah. it interesting that uh, there were no big scene girl celebrities that you were thrown out there. I'll throw one thing into this. I'll say the only reason, and I can't say the only reason that's the case, is because by the time I actually grew up enough to, like, you know, engage in that kind of scene, it was already over. Like, because that scene started when we were kids. So by the time we were teenagers, it was dead, dead. But, like, you know, growing up, so when I was the right age range, even now I'm kind of still roughing the area, but, like, I find Haley Williams extremely attractive or Avril Lavigne or whatever, you know, just that kind of general celebrity that engaged in the scene somewhat. Mm-hmm. Like, they were attractive. It's just by the time I hit the age they were, like, they were already, like, a, I don't know. I, I don't actually know how old they are, but I'm going to say at least half a decade older and no longer engaging in that. Okay. So just, like, I, I don't know. I guess it would be, like, a historical celebrity crush, but then that just seems kind of weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess fair enough. Fair enough. The one thing I will throw in, though, Billie Eilish is in that scene, at least in terms of her style, 100%. And I would genuinely probably call her my biggest, like, uh, English-speaking celebrity crush. Like, actually, probably just my biggest celebrity crush overall, yeah. So, there's still a bit of me, you know, that still has a soft spot for that scene. Okay, okay. I I mean, glad glad to hear that I'm not crazy with it. You are not crazy. But we are going to talk about something that is crazy. And oh. you know what that is? What? Reality dating shows. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like, everyone acknowledges they're trash. Like, 
people say The Bachelor's trash or Love Island or whatever, Singles Inferno is a popular Korean one lately. And like everyone agrees it's trashy TV. Yet I feel like everyone has watched at least one of them. And it's like a guilty pleasure. Even if they don't watch it extensively, they've at least seen a few episodes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first off, have you watched any? Because I definitely have, and I'll be getting into it. <laughs> um, for me, I, I the thing that I'll start off with that I watched a bit when I was younger is my grandmother, before she passed away, was actually really into The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and she would even <laughs> like she would write down on her notepad of like who she thought she was, uh, who she thought was going to win and stuff like that. So I caught a couple episodes in her room, but it was never something that I was into particularly. But as far as like actual TV goes, I, I mean, let's be real. We grew up, despite the fact that we were born in the late '90s. I mean, uh, unless your family was directly into it, um, TV was kind of dying out in popularity by the time that we were in middle school. So yeah. it's not like there were tons of times to watch it unless it was directly in front of you because of someone else. So for me, the closest thing that I'll have to say is there's a. I'll watch a lot of these YouTube videos that are like blind dating things, just like, oh, they can't see each other, but you know, they ask these questions, or one guy is on his phone and then there's a hundred girls, and you know, he'll be like, oh, if you look like this, if you're interested in this, and then you know, it goes down until there's the top X amount of people left, or it can be sometimes that it's uh, two people and they do see each other, and this is their morning clothes, this is their work clothes, this is this clothes, and then they'll, at the end, they'll, you know, oh, if you like this person more. More than seven out of ten, then the the light will come up, and if both of you do that, then uh, then you guys can go on a date or something. So for me, not as much real uh, dating shows since none of my family members were necessarily into that. But yeah. uh, I mean that it's a form of dating shows in a way. So probably those for me. I count that. So you've fallen into the pit just as I have, <laughs> but unfortunately, your sounds a bit more defendable than the one I watched. What's the one that you watched? Because I don't think I remember us ever talking about this. We never did. It's my guilty pleasure show because it's objectively bad. I hate the show, but I got, it started in January. It just ended like um, less than a month ago, and I watched every episode. It came out weekly, and I watched it weekly. Oh, so it's a new show then. Well, it, it's been on for a few years, but it's a new season. Gotcha. Okay. So, what is yeah, it? Yeah, it... It is called Temptation Island. Okay, so I have the, not heard of Temptation Island. Okay, let me give you the premise. The premise is that, uh, you know, a number of couples, this season it was four, four couples go to an island, and all four couples are struggling in one way or another. And what happens is they are separated from one another at the start of the show, and they are placed in a mansion with only, you know, the other couples, like half the couples that are their gender. So all the guys go to one, all the girls go to the other. And then everyone else in the house with them are the opposite gender. So all the guys are with cute single girls trying to tempt them and vice versa. Wait, are they single and, girls or are they the girls of the other partners? Uh, the girls are all single. So it, like all the people who are in relationships, they go to the same houses, you know, just opposite gendered, and then they're surrounded by random, like, you know, people. Oh, by the show. okay. I thought it was going to be like partner swap situation, but this is different. Nah, nah, that would be too personal. <laughs> I don't think anyone would break in that circumstance. But this is them just like being tempted. They get to go on, well, sometimes fun dates. I might get in that later. But they get to go on dates with one another. They go, you know, party every single night. Get to know one another. And at the end of, you know, every other episode or so. Uh, a screen cap, like a cut of what their partner has been up to is shown to them. 
and they like you know get to react see and then it like affects how they do certain things point being the whole show is will you cheat on your partner is mm-hmm. literally the premise of the show okay and like it's such a trashy premise of, like whether you're actively encouraging people to cheat on one another and yet i still ate it up and watched every single episode of the season Oh my goodness, it was so bad, but I was so invested. I, I kind of get why people get invested in these things. Okay, well, I have two things that I want to say. One is I would love it if there was an all cuckold season, <laughs> so all of them are into it the entire time. So they're like, yeah, yeah, cheat on me. <laughs> but that aside, um, so with a lot of shows, I, I guess, there's normally like a prize at the end. Is this just like purely like slice of i mean i know it's not really slice of life but just oh i wonder what's going to happen or is there like a prize of like whoever's the last one to cheat on their partner gets one million dollars or something like that there is no prize like that Uh, the the premise is twofold in my mind one the more direct one is you either find out you know you are made you know you and your partner are made for each other you resisted temptation so you leave the island together Mm -hmm. or you realize maybe you two aren't made for one another and you leave alone or you find someone on the island who is, you know, more suited for you and leave with them. Either way, you find out something significant about your romantic relationship and love life and what you need in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And you leave the island with that knowledge. Okay. But mm-hmm. I think the more important one is the second prize, which is you get like a month on a resort island and mansions doing nothing but partying and going on dates with cute singles. Like, there is no prize needed. That sounds like fun okay f- fair enough i am curious then like does it stay on the same four couples the entire time or if one of them does give in to temptation quote unquote then is it just like you're off the show or is it like okay well now i get to fuck whoever i want to and it just continues as like fuck fest central oh it's the latter one like one person will do something the other person will see it in their edit that they're shown mm-hmm. and they just get revenge sex and it gets petty and like oh man it was it, it sometimes hurts seeing like the look on the people's faces when they would see what their partner would do. But then I'm like, well, you, you came here voluntarily, and like you knew the premise of the show. Like, okay. I'm just saying, not to victim blame and everything, but like it's literally what you signed up for. Well, I'm also curious, which I'm not sure if you know this, but reality shows vary in their reality so some are like more or less completely scripted uh despite being called reality some are just like yeah you know there's some things that might be a little bit you know here or there but generally it is real reactions real this and that so with something like this in your mind does it seem like it's real or does it seem like it's pretty much like okay now you're gonna go pretend that you're having sex with this guy and are these people (laughs) even real couples and blah 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 I, I'll put it like this. Based off the vibe I got, I don't think production stepped in to tell them what to do, per se, beyond just setting up the dates. But I do genuinely believe that every single one of the couples went on to the show with the intention of trying to get some kind of social media clout. Okay. Like, it really seemed like they were acting on camera and trying to get social media followers. So that felt fake. And also, this is something I kind of want to like legitimately do. Like, this is just big brain moment. I kind of want to get in a fake relationship with someone for like six months. That way, then we can go on to the show and you say we're having relationship struggles. But really, we just get a month resort of just partying, drinking, going on dates. And then we find someone we each want there. And then we act super torn up about it. But, you know, we, we really just 
got set up. <laughs> well, knowing with how you have been with people, I, I imagine this is what it's going to go like in your mind, but in reality, you get there and you're just going to be super awkward and sitting in the corner messaging me like, Dylan, when are we going to do the podcast? I feel so <laughs> weird right now. And then I get kicked off the show for leaking events before it gets aired on TV. Exactly. Oh, man. I don't know. I, I don't think I would actually have that great of a time, to be honest. But I mean, hey, I'll take a one week, a one month stay on an island, regardless. Like that doesn't like fun. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Like they would do things like uh, hang gliding. Uh, you know, they. What else would they do? They would go on drives, which isn't sounding very great. I, I don't know. They would just do fun dates. Like you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine me if I was there, and it's literally just like, yeah, can I ignore all the people? And uh, oh, the massages are free, and the buffet is free. Okay, just massage, buffet, sleep, massage, buffet, sleep, and that, that would no, be my stay there. That's literally living the life, though. Yeah. All right, but on this subject, though, I do have one very important question for you. Yes. Would you, assuming you were single, like think of yourself like you know a year ago or something, would you ever go on a dating reality TV show? I think I would. Not necessarily because I'd enjoy it, but just because one, presumably they're getting paid, and two, yeah. because you and I have had shitty situations or weird situations happen, and just roll with them purely because. Like, hey, this is going to be a fun story to tell later. Yeah. So I, I think if for nothing else, it's just like, I'm going to go on this thing. This thing is going to be terrible and a mess, but it, it is going to be one hell of a story to tell later on. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, you could, like, tell your friends about it. Then you guys get to watch it on TV and make, like, inside jokes about it. Yeah. And, like, you all get to dunk on each other. It'd be, like, literally so much fun. Yeah, what, what about you? I mean, you kind of gave your answer for it, but I, I wonder in, like, a less joking manner, what what would you uh, do? Would you consider or pretty similar on my standpoint or what? I think as long as I didn't have school going on, you know, like maybe if I graduated or whatever, I absolutely would. Like, if that sounds like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Like, how often do you get to go on TV and, like, experience that kind of thing? So it's not even... Yeah, you get a great story out of it, but also it's just like, literally, when else is this going to happen? I think you kind of have to seize the moment. Yeah, I, I am kind of interested in uh, you saying it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and it is with more traditional uh, uh, TV stuff. But I, I know that you're not huge on Twitch, which neither am I, but I'll watch a lot of, like, YouTube stuff from Twitch. And mm -hmm. uh, have you ever heard of something called The Austin Show? It's vaguely familiar i cannot tell you what it's about though what is it so it, it is kind of a gaming uh a dating game show where it'll be one guy or one girl and then you know all guys and all girls or sometimes it's mixed if that's the person's preference or whatever the case may be but basically uh -huh. it's on twitch he'll have like I, i'm not sure if he still does it but normally it was like once every couple weeks or once every month and basically it would be the one contestant and let's say 10 to 20 uh I guess, other contestants, the people vying for the person's love, kind of like uh, The Bachelor or something like that. But uh, basically, the it was called, like, Lover Host is, I think, what it uh, got renamed to. Because basically what it was is the people who came on the show, they're all YouTubers or streamers, and it got a huge amount of people to view it each time because they obviously, if you have tons of people from communities going for it, you're going to have a lot of people watching the show. And basically at the beginning, the people wrote down, 
am I attractive to the main person or do I just want the after it all to be over for them to host so all of the viewers go straight to my channel so I get you know a bump in revenue and the viewers and all of that stuff so basically it would be just like an elimination thing of you know Oh, I like doing this. What's your ideal date? What you know? What's this? Sometimes it would be funnier. Sometimes it would be more real. One time for like Mother's Day, the guy's mother came on and chose all of the dates for him, and was just like, "Nah, she she's too horny. She's not for you," and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, and then at the very end, the uh, the final girl guy, whatever the case may be, uh, is just like, "Okay, it's time to reveal. Were you in this for love, or were you in this just for the views?" And uh, it's a fun thing, but the reason why I brought it up is because you said doing things uh, like this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And, I mean, I guess you're still technically okay. right even for this. But I, I remember that it was entertaining because there were some people who were, like, very small streamers or YouTubers but got so much more recognition from this that they came back on that show, like, five times. And it was pretty entertaining to watch. So kind of like it's more accessible than ever. It doesn't have to go through big TV production is kind of what you're getting at. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, that, that's fair, and maybe that kind of thing would be fun, and I'd probably still go on that, to be honest. Yeah. But, I don't know, it just sounds like a fun time. But, you know what's better than a fun time? A really fun time? And that's exactly where I'm going with this, kind of. So, okay, what I'm going to ask is, like, if you were to go on a dating reality TV show, I want you to describe your perfect ideal one, like, what would it take, like, to be the perfect one for you? And I'm going to give an example for you right off the bat, which isn't my perfect one, but it's just because I want you to be creative about it. Okay. All right. Go ahead and open Google for me. That way I can have you look up two shows. Okay. One is Mr. Personality. You look up dating show with it. That way it comes up. Mr. Personality dating show. The, yeah. The premise is where the you wear these creepy masks within... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to describe that. They um, really are creepy. If you could describe it for anyone listening, be my guest. Um, so it's kind of like those gladiator masks where it doesn't cover your mouth, but it covers the rest of your face, and they're just painted pure silver, and it's really disturbing. Yeah. And the point is that you're supposed to, like, get to know the person without seeing their face, and then at the end, like, oh my god, maybe you've got someone with ugly, someone great, but either way, you love their personality, I gotcha. guess. Um, and then the other one I want you to look up is Sexy Beast Dating Show. Sexy Beast or Beasts? With an S, yeah. Beast so multiple plural. Dating Show. <laughs> oh my god, that is so, horrifying. I just see one of it like a dolphin person. It is so terrible. <laughs> yeah, in this one you get makeup artists to do like amazing transformations on you so you're not even recognizable. You have like animal... Ah... Uh, body parts and faces so you don't see the real face of the person until the end of the show presumably blah 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 point being like i i like the idea of a dating game show where it's you know there, there's more than just beyond the looks because i feel like you're gonna get like coupled up really easily in the traditional dating show you find this person attractive they will be the one you go for for the majority of the show so i like the idea of let's take that out of the equation you know that kind of thing gotcha. but I'll, I'll that that's an example i'm gonna take it one step further as to what my ideal one is kind of in a funny but realistic way and mm. then i'll have you go just okay. to buy you some time to think i like the idea of a squid game based tv show like you a squid game every week no no it's only two weeks in a row it's okay it, it becomes a problem if it's next week as well <laughs> okay but i want it to be where you form relationships with the people you're going on dates with 
but then you see them have to compete against one another in shows, and the person you're going on a date with can get eliminated by losing without you getting any sort of input on it. So then you have to choose between who's left. That could end up really shitty, but it sounds kind of fun and like an amazing twist on the formula. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So th- th- those are the kind it would take on to be like the perfect one for me that's outside the traditional model. Is there anything for you that would make it more entertaining, even if not ideal, you know, from the traditional model? Or would you stick with a traditional model for, you know, reality dating shows? Well, are we, uh, for me to go on, okay. Uh, for yeah. me, something that I think sounds fun to like experience and could also be fun to watch. And uh, this could be where it's not even just dating. It could be like, you don't know if the person that you're going with is a guy or a girl or what, which is I want something where you set up like the other person's ideal day. So as an example is like, you have a room and you're like, okay, I'm going to set up, you know, what this person eats, what this person, you know, their activities are and all of this stuff, but you don't know who they are and um, they don't know who you are because you don't go in there together. Basically, you're setting stuff up for other people and they're setting up stuff for you at different points and you go through these other people. So you don't even get to talk to them. You just like through your interest of like, shit, you know, this person set up pizza for me and this is this. Oh, this person was just like, oh, I want fancy lobster in a and a walk on the beach because that's where the thing goes. So, like, you know nothing about their uh, personality except through the things they get for you. So, like, oh, you know, it's the present day. They, You know, each person gives a present to each other person. It's just like, okay, this person gave everyone a Rolex. This person is just like, yeah, he gave them, you know, a donkey mask or some shit like that. That person's crazy. <laughs> so um, it would be like that. And at the end, you got to choose based upon the experiences that they gave you. Of Like, you know what? I think I'm most into this person's style. I'm going to be honest with you, I actually kind of like the idea of that. That actually sounds like a fun twist on the formula. Yeah, yeah, because, I I mean, it is, uh, you know, it it would be fun to be a part of, but also just to watch of just, like, you get to figure out people's personalities, how they, well, Chad, and like I said, if you want, you could even be of just, uh, of, you have completely mixed genders in there, so it's just like, oh, a girl who likes this, and really it's just, like, two bros, it's just like, Man, I may not be gay, but I think I just found my bro for life. It's just like pizza and cod. Yeah, pizza and cod. And then they, you know, live brovely ever brafter. Dude, I think I could totally like get some sort of like vibe for a person from that. I'd be like, you know what? This person planned a pretty good day. Maybe it's a bit unconventional or, you know, maybe it's very conventional. Who cares? Like, you know, point being like I could genuinely form some kind of appreciation for a person that way. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that would be my ideal show to watch slash be in. Alright. So we've got some pretty good, you know, ideas for shows here. You know, we've discussed celebrity crushes and all that. We we got a good thing going. But Dylan, what yes. if I told you that you could go on your very own reality dating TV show and we're going to get the very first episode of it set up here right now on this podcast. Is your mom the dating contestant? <laughs> oh, man. No, because no one would be able to compete with her. True, true. Well, I- I'm looking forward to whatever is in place of that. Well, to that I say welcome to the very first episode of bachelor and totally not hell <laughs> bachelor and totally not hell okay <laughs> yeah yeah a great selling point um this is the game show where you get to choose between a mix of amazing celebrity dates and then take them on dates from totally not hell okay i'm interested where this is going continue 
don't worry, the rules for it are pretty simple. I'm going to give you a list of celebrities and tell you why they'd be a great match for you. Okay, One are they I'll real say, celebrities or are you just giving me, like, fake names? They are real celebrities. Okay. So you might need to have Google open okay. if you don't know some of them. I do but, have Google open. All right. Yeah, so I'm going to give you the celebrities and why they'd be a good match for you. But one thing to note is you get two real facts and one fake fact about them. Do you oh. want me to tell you which one's real and which one's fake, or do you want to leave it a surprise for you? I want to leave. Okay, so it's like two truths and one lie, but with celebrities. Okay, I like this. I like this. Yeah, but you'll. <laughs> you'll okay, so you want me to keep it a secret. Yeah. What I will say is it might be a bit obvious because I was going in with the intention of you knowing as jokes, but I'm going to leave it like this. I'm going to mix them up to make it kind of funny. Okay, I'll, we'll see how this turns out. All right, and then once you choose your date, you know, the person you're going on the date with, you have to choose between which one of my brilliant date ideas that you're going to take them on. I'm going to lay out the rules for the date. All you have to do is adhere to those rules, and then you can twist it, make it as viable as you want and whatever. You know, you can play with that as long as you stick to my ground rules, okay? Okay, okay. Are you ready? No, but let's go. <laughs> All right, round one. Your dream celebrity dates are Ariana Grande. Okay, I know that one. <laughs> Doja Cat. I don't know her face, but I know her. Okay. And Zendaya. Okay. All right. The reasons for, the, you know, why you would be a great match for each of them, or they'd be a great match for you, rather, are as below. Ariana Grande. She starred as the emotionally complex, masterfully written character, Cat Valentine. Okay. She considers Big Time Rush to be her favorite K-pop boy group. Oh, my gosh. And a grande at Starbucks is 16 ounces of fluids, which is the same amount as... No, just kidding. But no, that's that's the fun fact. A grande at Starbucks is 16 ounces. Uh, is a venti Do- 20? Is that why it's called the venti? Yeah, 20-something. It might exactly be 20. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, and then Trenta is 30. But, okay, Doja Cat, the reasons why she'd be great for you. She is, in fact, not a cat... Um, she always announces victory when she has three pieces in a row when playing Connect Four. Okay. And her first hit song was Moo, a YouTube video where she dressed in cow print and parodied songs by using cow puns. Okay. And then for Zendaya, she thinks she remembers some guy named Peter Parker, but there's no such record of such an individual ever existing. Oh my god, these are terrible. I hate this game show already. And then next up, she's able to bite into ice cream with her front teeth without any pain or irritation. And she is a two-time Disney star in both the MCU and Shake It Up, which had your celebrity crush, Bella Thorne, in it. Uh, I'm going to go for Hariana Grande because, my God, everything else made me cringe so hard, where that one was at least just a big-time rush thing. (laughs) All right, so that was the, the fake fun fact was the one that won you over. Hell yeah. All right, you get to go on one of these three dates from not hell, totally not hell, okay. with Ariana Grande. And I'm going to describe them to you, and then you get to morph them as long as you, you know, work within the rules. Date number one, you go to an amusement park with her, but you get stuck on the teacups for an hour. They are, however, stuck spinning for the entire hour at full speed. Oh, God. Two, you go to the movies, but the movie is stuck on commercials and trailers for 45 minutes, but nobody notices until they loop over a second time. At that point, you get informed that the movie will not be playing that day because of technical difficulties, and you are not offered a refund. Oh 
cup. Three, you go to Korean barbecue, but the server forgets your order after every single time you speak to him. So you end up waiting the whole two hour waiting period before you get kicked out for, you know, taking up the time of your reservation and you never get food once. Okay. Uh, well, for me, just going off of these, like I'm, I'm a meaty boy. I, I like my, my food. So it, me not getting my food, that's just such. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the teacups, like that could be fun if it was for 10 minutes. But one hour, like, man, I feel like I'd probably just throw up so much or just faint. So that's no. But a movie with 45 minutes of commercial and then not getting a refund, which is like $25 between two people. Like, that's not a horrible amount of money. But let's be real with modern movie theaters. 45 minutes of commercials is kind of correct if you get there on time anyway so that's basically just time that you can talk and get to know each other and not throw up and not be annoyed about food so i I guess i'll go with that one oh man i'm so happy for you you're you're the first person on this show will be ariana grande and you get to go on that date with her do i immediately go on another date with someone else no here's the well yes actually the premise is you know no dating show is just one person one person there's multiple dates so that's your first date right there. First person, first date from Totally Not Hell. Okay. But there's more to this, baby. We got a round two. Oh, my God. And this All is right. where we end the podcast, this episode. Oops. No, man, dude. This took me like two and a half hours to plan, but I was having fun with it. Oh. All right. Here is round two. Your dream celebrity dates. You're probably going to have to look up at least one of them. Billie Eilish. Okay, I know that Olivia- one. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo. She is also a Disney star and one of the biggest pop singers on the planet right now. Okay. And three is Madison Beer. Madison Beer. And you will know her without realizing it for one of the fun facts I'll tell you later. Okay. All right. Here are the arguments for Billie Eilish. Her middle name is Pirate. She eats cereal with ketchup instead of milk. Oh, God, I hope that's not true. (laughs) She can rock the alternative, clean, and traditional looks. So you really get all you want in one. Well, you know, at least one of those is real. (laughs) Number two, Olivia Rodrigo was born and raised in the Marietta Temecula area. So you two are going to have some common ground, at least. Mm -hmm. Two, start in a Disney show with the best influencer on the planet jake paul three her favorite fast food restaurant is arby's she has since declined to comment why (laughs) okay and then madison beer uh she spends her free time managing a rihanna fan account she always says she has a she always stays when she has a 12 or above in blackjack as it's too unlikely that she'll bust (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three. she is a member of the league of legends band kda along with you know other k-pop members like so yon and Yeon from g idol oh i forgot that the kda band had white people um yeah. god all of those are atrocious uh i'm going with billy eilish just to make you jealous dude i am you are ruining me here man how could you do that yeah all right, so you are the lucky man who gets the Billie Eilish. Wait, who, does she does she eat ketchup with cereal? Is no, that, that was that was the fake. I, I was hoping, but I didn't know, man. Ooh, I I'm glad I'm keeping these secret. It's more fun. Yeah. 
All right. Here are your dates from Totally Not Hell. You go to a concert together, but little did you know, Billy is the one performing. You, unfortunately, are not allowed backstage nor on stage. So you're just in the crowd the whole time. You never really get to know her. Basically, you just, you pay to see her perform. That's the date. So, so this know, takes that, the parasocial thing that we talked about earlier to maximum. Like, clear, I'm though. on a date with her right now. Really, I promise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> to be clear, you were expecting a date going in, and she said you would be going to a concert together. That is the one specification there. Okay. Okay. Two... You get an all-expense-paid trip to Arizona. But little did you know, she just meant a trip to the gas station to get Arizona iced tea, not going to the actual state. Okay. Three, you go to a dog shelter to pet the dogs, but all the dogs have been adopted. So instead, it's just a bunch of employees in the kennels acting like dogs. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going for number three. Number one is sad. Number two is, hey, that's fine. Number three is just the, the best thing that I have ever heard of. Can you imagine doing that with Billie Eilish? This is literally, the, oh my god. Dude, I don't care who I'm going with. I don't care if it's Barack Obama, Billie Eilish, who the fuck. Like, at the end of the day, I just want to see people act like dogs. Isn't that such a great date idea? It really is. I think you know where all the time went in making this. <laughs> Clearly. And then you pull up the picture of the date. Oh my goodness. Dude, imagine if they're actually wearing dog masks and all fours wearing collars. Oh my god. Mm. Yeah, that just sounds kinky at the end of it. Oh man. Alright. Well, there you go. You got Ariana Grande with an amazing date to the movie theater, if I'm not mistaken. You got Billie Eilish with an amazing date to the dog shelter. But it doesn't stop there. Date number three. You might see a connection here or you might not. Okay, my question is, where does it stop? Are we doing this, the real from hell, that we do this until next week? Nah, nah, there's only four total with one bonus round. Okay, okay. Okay. Your dream celebrity dates are as follows. Chris Rock, Kid Rock, oh. or Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh my god. Well, I think I know who I'm going with already, but tell me their traits. All right. Here are the traits. Chris Rock. Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> okay. I should have seen that one coming. Yeah. Um, Chris Rock also likes YouTube ads more than the video themselves. Okay. And then Chris Rock got slapped by Will Smith. All right. That one's pretty obvious to tell which one's the fake one. Yeah. Okay. Kid Rock. Why you should go on a date with him. He is, in fact, not a kid, so you're in the clear. <laughs> oh, that's good. I was worried about that. Kid Rock also goes by the stage name Bobby Shazam. Okay. Critics are unsure of which name is worse. <laughs> and then <laughs> the next one is... He gets jump-scared by pop-up books. Okay. All right. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. He is star of the critically acclaimed films The Game Plan and The Tooth Fairy. I know both of them. Uh, he recently broke out in the underground rap scene for his lyrical genius, rivaling that of Dr. Seuss himself. Yes, yes. Or three, he's not just a boulder... He's a rock. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate that. And I, uh, I'm i still going with who I thought I was from the beginning. I'm going with Dwayne the Rock. Not surprised. Not surprised. But, boy, you got some fun dates ahead of you. Oh, God. Yeah, I love them all. 
Okay. Date number one. You go to a concert together, but they force you into the mosh pit of a death metal concert with them, and you do not escape that mosh pit for the duration of the concert. Okay. Date number two. They take you shopping and tell you to get anything and everything you want. You find out at the register that you're actually the one paying for it all. They were simply encouraging you to treat yourself. Oh my god, that's terrible. (laughs) Or three. You go to an escape room together, but they spend the whole time complaining about being unable to solve the puzzle, even though they're trying to solve the one that you already solved. Uh, I'm going with this one, number three. Because I would love to imagine The Rock in an escape room where I, I just imagine when he can't get through it that he just uses his biceps to get through whatever puzzle should have been. Yeah, honestly, he could probably just punch through the wall and help you get out. <laughs> it's like, who needs to do puzzles? <laughs> What's The Rock cooking or whatever the fuck his line is? <laughs> I don't even know. All right, date number four. This is the last real round, okay? Okay. (laughs) All right, your dream celebrity dates are as follows. Jisoo from Blackpink. Okay, I choose Jisoo. (laughs) Oh, no, no, you haven't heard the others yet, and you haven't heard the facts either. All right, Mion from G-Idol. Okay. Or Yeji from Itzy. Okay, okay, so I can see that you're just writing down my uh, visually most attractive people. Yeah, literally. Don't worry. I I spent a while trying to come up with who's the third person, and then I I remembered Yeji. Don't worry. Okay, okay. All right. The reasons why they would be great dates for you are as follows. Jisoo. She loves playing video games and is very down-to-earth for a celebrity. But you already know that. All right, next one. This sounds creepy. (laughs) Don't worry. We're not stopping there. The reason number two. She has stated that if she were a guy and were to date any member in Blackpink, she would choose Rosé, and so would I. But you already know that. I do. For both of those, I know that you would choose that, and that she would choose that. And then, number three. She walks up and downstairs on all fours, but interestingly enough, she does so backwards, so she never quite see where she's going. But you already knew that. <laughs> Apparently. All right. Okay. So now for Mion or Mion. I don't know how to pronounce it. Point being, the reason why she would be a great date for you. She is also a member of the League of Legends band, KDA. So, you know, yeah, that that kind of works out there. You could also meet Madison Beer in case you have, you know, second thoughts on Billie Eilish. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, she was reportedly supposed to debut with Blackpink. But as we all know, that didn't happen. Yes, I already know that, because she was reported to be on a date with a different K-pop guy, and they were like, no, no, no. You know the story. (laughs) All right, next up, she is quite confused about how Goofy and Pluto are both considered to be dogs, and she demands an explanation. Well, I mean, who isn't confused? (laughs) I don't know anyone who isn't. All right, now for our final person in this round, Yeji. She earned her driver's license solely so that she could drive in the Not Shy music video. Unfortunately, she actually failed once and had to retake it. <laughs> Next up, she had to stay in the hospital for an entire year at the age of seven. So at least unlike most celebrities, you can't say she was super sheltered and coddled growing up. Boom, down to earth. Okay, I mean, I feel like that's the opposite. She was very sheltered because she was in the hospital <laughs> the entire time. 
that is messed up. And then her third, you know, fun fact about her, she spends her free time dubbing laugh tracks over shows that don't have one, including shows that aren't comedies. That sounds horrible, and I love that. <laughs> Which one of those are going to be your dates? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, Jisoo was always my go-to out of those. But the third Yeji fact, which I know is made up, honestly makes me want to choose that one. But I am going to stick with with my my day one, Jisoo. <laughs> That's fair. Dude, I had so much fun writing those fake fun facts with Jisoo. When I was thinking of someone walking up and down the stairs on all fours, going fucking back. Words, I was literally laughing out loud at like 2 a.m. It sounds like something that we would have done while you were living at my house. Probably. Hmm. Okay. So you get to go on one of three dates from Totally Not Hell with Jisoo. Okay. And here are your choices. <clears throat> she takes you to Dairy Queen to order blizzards. Oh. With the very first one, she turns it upside down above your head just for laughs, but it actually spills all over you. She feels really bad, so she goes up and orders you another, to which she jokingly turns it upside down above your head again, and whoa, what do you know, it spills all over you again. Okay. She apologizes profusely and goes to buy another, but not before excitedly saying, third time's the charm. <laughs> okay. Alright, date idea number two. She asks you to come over to Netflix to chill, but when you get there, she's watching the news and is so wrapped up in it that you spend the whole entire night doing nothing but watching the news with her. Or three, you, she goes to KCON with you, but she is constantly recognized by people in the audience, so she's busy taking selfies with fans the entire time. And unfortunately, you're in every photo with her because you're her dates. This one's easy for Dairy Queen, ride or die. Like, I, I don't care if it's on my head or on the floor. I, I love me some Dairy Queen. That's fair. I just love the thought of someone being so fucking stupid. They keep doing that. Well, I still love, I'm not sure if you remember this, but one of our mutual friends uh, from high school, because I would go to Dairy Queen every other Friday when the carpool uh, picked us all up. And I remember uh, one time we were just waiting and he just like had a brain fart. And as they are making the, <laughs> the blizzard right in front of him, he just walks up and goes, we're ready now. And they're like, yeah, we're, we're, we're making the blizzard. And he was just like, oh, yeah. And we, we just gave him shit for that for the next, like, two years. He's just like, what do you, oh, my God. Honestly, that is fair. Just like, his brain just stopped working. Yeah. Whew. All right. Well, those are the four actual rounds. So before I get to the bonus round, just for funsies, I'll say, those are your four dates and the four dates from hell that you take them on. Out of those four, which one gets the second date? Oh, always Jisoo, ten times out of ten. I don't know what you, that's not even, I, I don't care if we're going to the, like, get stabbed in the abdomen by Pitchfork Club. Like, I'm choosing Jisoo ten times out of ten. That is fair. That is fair. With that, that is how your first episode of Bachelor in Totally Not Hell would go. Okay. But uh, mm -hmm. we got the bonus round. Yeah. I didn't write fun facts for this. I didn't write dates from hell because I think that it stands on its own merits. It's such a tough decision. Oh, okay. Which member of Big Time Rush will be your true lucky date? Oh. I'm, you, it's your choice if you choose the actual person or the character. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. Let's see if we're... 
I, I'm, I gotta go with. Which one is my actual date for Big Time Rush? Well, I, I think. I told go. you it'd be a hard decision. This one is a hard one. I think I gotta go with uh, James. Be- really? Be- Why? Because he was on Dancing with the Stars, and my grandmother watched Dancing with the Stars and was like, Hey, you like that guy from Nickelodeon. I hope he does good. And, you know, this one's for you, Grandma. This one's for you. (laughs) I can respect that. Now, can you describe me your date with James? It doesn't have to be a date from hell, or it could be a date from hell if you got inspired. Okay, so I go with James to Dairy Queen. (laughs) and yes and i get him a uh i was gonna say mcflurry a blizzard uh oh god and then i jokingly dump it on his crotch on accident and then i go what uh oh oh (laughs) and then the date ends wow that that's a date from hell (laughs) you kept up with the theme wow i'm so proud of you yeah Well, that concludes our game. May I get your thoughts on how our first game went? I hope that it was our first and last game of uh, Dates from Hell. Oh, don't worry. I don't think I have the energy to put that much time into making another game of this. (laughs) Oh, thank God. This was atrocious. I told you, I had a great idea for this week. Yeah, now I know next time when you say, uh, hey... I have an idea. Can I do all of the topics next time? I'll just be like, hmm, no. I think I've jokingly said before, never, ever let me get inspired, because I will take it too far. Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Well, I'm all out of topics with that, so if you have any closing thoughts, remarks, or anything, feel free to insert. But otherwise, I'm good ending it there. Um, I I think that we should just end this uh, with an apology to my mother, because she's the only listener. And I'm sorry, Mom, if you made it this far in the podcast, because this was terrible. Blame Jonathan. If she she actually made it this far, I, too, man, I feel bad. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. For what it's worth, though, just really quickly, regardless of the fun facts, like, just the ones I would have chose, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, uh, The Rock, and probably Yeji. So I think we only differed on, was it one or two? Yeah, just on the last one. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Uh, I'll tell you this, if, if the comedy dubs were real, you know, maybe. That's fair, that's fair. I, I had so much fun writing that, but... On that note, if we're all done, then I think it's about time we send off. All right. Well, till next time. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now.